No, I'm out as well. I did have a question. Mm. Um, can I swear? <laughs> I'm not going to swear now because that would be cliche. But at some point, I'm sure it's going to happen. It's cliche to ask and then to do it immediately. Yeah, I'm going to save it. But at some point, it's going to happen organically. It. Yeah, I think I like swearing. This is Aaron May. I'm John Henry Forster. And this is Awkward. Silence. Silence. <laughs> So, uh, how you doing today, JH? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so, what brings us uh, here together? We're starting a podcast. Starting a podcast. It's 2018 after all. Yeah, you got to have one. Got to have one. Um, yeah, so, so who are you? Uh, I am the vice president of product at User Interviews. Uh, so, focusing on what we're building next, what our vision is, and you know, all the day-to-day stuff that comes with that. Awesome. And I'm Aaron. I'm the VP of marketing at user interviews, and I'm really excited to uh, finally be starting this podcast that we've been talking about for about a year. Um, so excited to be here. Yeah. Talk about podcasts or start them. It's one or the other. One or the other, sometimes both, which is really great. Um, so, so this is the intro episode and we thought, why don't we um, sort of independently think about why we're here and what we're doing, come together and talk about it, see how much we agree or disagree. And if we just disagree about everything, maybe this will be the last episode. Perfect. Do it all in one (laughs) One take. (laughs) One take. Um, So perfect. So JH, um, what do you think this podcast should be all about? Okay, we're starting with the positives. Start with, uh, yes, or the negatives i guess <laughs> no let's start with the, well no let's start with the negatives and then we can go we can end it on a high note okay so what then you, the, the positives would be the things that are are not the negatives i guess yeah so in terms of what i want the podcast not to be yes um, my first one there uh, i had written down topical i feel mm-hmm. like a that just seems hard like what does topical and user research mean anyways right. um and obviously i believe we're planning to grow this audience over time. So I think the past episodes should hold up and be useful. So, um, you know, avoiding whatever kind of like buzz is happening and, and instead focusing on more like everlasting uh, insights. Evergreen, as we call it in the business. Yes, evergreen. That's the word. How about you? Yeah, I agree with that. Although interestingly, I was reading something on like sort of user researching why people vote or don't vote, which is, is certainly topical. Um, so I think, you know, as, as moments arise where topical makes sense, um, that, that could be a good thing, but, but I would agree. Um, I think everlasting content is better than, uh, things that are relevant for, for, you know, a minute, uh, for sure. Um, I think, uh, you know, also on the things that it shouldn't be, um, I don't think we should constrain ourselves to time too much. I think, you know, maybe over time we, you know, realize that, you know, 17 and a half minutes is that sweet spot for all topics, for all audiences. But I think more likely um, some guests and some topics will make a great 10 minute episode where others will, um, you know, do great with a half hour or even longer. So I think at a minimum, it's sort of experimenting with um, time is a good idea. Um, And uh, maybe the episodes end up being kind of different lengths as well. 
Cool. Um, I'll piggyback off that. I had in my, what I don't want this to be, I had long, but I think we're on the same page in the sense of, um, I think let the episodes be the length that they want. Um, I think in when lacking a reason to do longer content, let's keep it short and concise and, and make it easy to consume. Uh, I generally feel like I already have way too much content in my life that I'd like to uh, consume. So um, I think making this accessible to people is a good goal, but I don't think we need to like have that be written in stone or anything, right? If we um, have a really interesting conversation that runs long and, and we want to publish the whole thing, I think we should do that. Um, I just like erring on the side of, of uh, shorter when we can. Agreed. Agreed. Um, another thing I had was I, I think that we shouldn't try to make it too useful. Um, and, and what I mean by that is I love useful content. I love utilitarian content. I love content that can teach me something. Um, but I think, you know, the idea of a podcast where every episode is sort of five tips you can't miss to be an amazing user researcher or things like I think are better served in other formats, things that you can um, read or have visual references. I, I want it to um, not force itself to be more useful than the medium uh, sort of naturally allows. Yeah, that's fair. If you have some like great utility thing hidden in the middle of an episode, it's not the easiest to share or access compared to some other formats. So that's, that's probably a good goal. Um, the last one I had was avoiding uh, the echo chamber. And then I wrote below that was uh, specifically the medium headline industrial complex. Um, <laughs> I think there's a certain like vibe um, when you're writing about technology and, and creating a point of view where it's almost like there's ways you're supposed to talk about things or there are certain um, trends that bubble up or um, I don't know. There's just a lot of groupthink, I think, in terms of um, how people position themselves. And if you step outside of that, sometimes I think it's, you know, scary or it can be challenged. Um, and I deliberately like to kind of avoid that and kind of come up with our own voice, our own topics, you know, our own point of view. Um, not to say those things are, I think are bad or wrong. I just, I don't like how there's so much like uh, conglomeration around certain things. And I like, um, you know, unique voices I think are, are valuable. So hopefully we can figure out a way to do that. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great episode probably is, you know, how do you find your own voice? Um, but I, I, I agree for sure. And I think that's actually a great segue into the kind of positive side. What should the podcast be? Um, one thing I had listed there was, you know, I want it to be diverse. Um, you know, it, certainly, uh, that's a hot topic in tech these days, but I think for really good reason, um, I'd love for our guests to represent, you know, different demographics, people of color, women, um, but also different backgrounds, different thought perspectives, different, um, you know, ways of approaching the work, um, different budgets, different kinds of companies. So I think, you know, diversity of thought and of people um, will make for a much stronger experience. Awesome. I guess uh, I should, we should mention that we did not plan or share these ahead of time. So this is, uh, we're hearing these uh, you know, hearing one another's thoughts for the first time live. Um, and I had one that was similar, um, but a little different. I wrote down challenging. So I thought, you know, talking with people, maybe we disagree with, or have different points of view on, you know, maybe somebody who thinks you can only do research a certain way, which is not necessarily how maybe we, we tend to approach it. Um, and like having real conversations and learning from one another and, and being open to those points of view, um, I think would be a fun way to, you know, engage with, with different folks. And, um, so I think like to your point, uh, diversity of, backgrounds, but then also, you know, diversity of points of view, um, I think would be a cool goal to, to hopefully be able to achieve. So, uh, Steve Bannon in December then. <laughs> oh, we got the politics quick. This is uh, <laughs> we thought. 
Awesome. Uh, cool. What, what else? Um, um, I think, uh, speaking of spontaneity, I think that, you know, obviously there's some measure of kind of planning ahead. What kind of topics do we want to cover? But ideally it feels conversational and spontaneous. Um, I think one of the real values of a podcast from a content perspective and from a just sort of thought perspective is, um, every conversation is unique and it hasn't ever happened before. And, um, to the extent that many parts of it aren't planned, it's the, you know, chemistry of what develops sort of organically between two or three or four people. Um, and then new thoughts and ways of thinking emerge, particularly if we're doing a good job of bringing in, you know, a diversity of voices and, you know, that can spark all kinds of future things, um, outside of the podcast episode itself. So I think, um, you know, starting with some good ideas, with some good guests who have something to say and hopefully creating some, um, serendipitous magic moments. Um, how do you do that? I don't know. Um, but that's something I think would be really positive. Cool. I'm going to smush two of mine together. Cause I think they kind of in, in thinking about them again, I had fluid and evolving, which I think is kind of what you're hitting on of, you know, the way we build products is iterative and we try to learn and improve as we go. And I think there's no reason to approach this any differently. And then the other piece of that, that I'm going to somehow shoehorn in there was uh, specific and real. So like avoiding generalities and actually getting into specific techniques or stories or, you know, whatever it may be. But, um, you know, if we have somebody on and, and, uh, we can you know talk about the upcoming guests we have for the next episode, but like, actually, you know, I'd rather talk about one topic in detail with somebody than trying to hit their whole life story or, you know, all of the ways they do research in 10 minutes, we're just not going to be able to. So I think like digging into something specific and, and actually kind of, you know, sharing and learning, uh, would be fun. So, so depth over breadth. Yeah, I think so. I just, I don't, I think if we do breath, uh, my concern, and this could be wrong, is that all of the conversations are going to kind of sound the same. It's going to be, mm -hmm. how did you get into user research? You know, what kind of techniques do you use? And I think, I think there's enough at that surface level that's going to feel similar person to person that it's going to kind of all blend together. Whereas I think if we have somebody who is really good at one specific thing and we just dig into that topic with them, um, I think that's going to be more interesting and, and more insightful. Yeah. Um, who's the, remind me the name of the person, um, the, uh, the, she's the CEO of the, like, be love your job. What's the name? You know, I'm talking Claire or something. Oh, Claire Lou. Yeah. 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 But she kind of has this like gimmick almost right of, for her videos, it's, um, uh, what's one thing you wish you'd known, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. And that, um, that you don't, you know, that you, that you didn't know that you now know, and it ends up being really good conversations. A question I always like to ask people is, um, you know, what do you believe that other people don't believe? I think that that's a really good way at getting at some of those, you know, uh, different opinions, uh, some challenging opinions, um, and kind of pulling out um, things that are different than what probably most user researchers believe, right? Which is that qualitative data is data too, and that people are really interesting. And some of these things we can imagine um, many people kind of believe. So I, I think, uh, yeah, getting at, getting at what's unique and diving deep into some granular topics within user research sounds really great. Cool. Um, you said you set me up well, so I'm just going to blurt out my last one, which was mm -hmm. a little bit of a, uh, a hot take or a position in the sense of um, just finding ways to praise remote um, in terms of, you know, we are a remote team at user interviews. And I think there's a lot of benefits to that. And I think, you know, being open with that will be a cool angle on this. But um, for user research specifically, 
I think there are a lot of benefits to remote sessions. And, you know, I know some very talented researchers who still kind of only do in-person testing. And that's not to say that that isn't the right tool in a lot of cases, right? If you're building hardware products, um, if you have paper prototypes or, you know, you need that like interpersonal connection that you can't get uh, online. Like, I think there are a hundred, you know, valid reasons for doing in-person testing. Um, but I think people are maybe slower or still hesitant to do remote sessions when there are a lot of advantages in terms of speed or the people you can engage with. Um, and so I think finding ways to, to highlight that is, um, you know, a position that I would like to bring to, you know, to the topic of user research. Right. Like being together without being together. Um, and I think, right, like in the last several years, certainly the kind of we're not together, we just hang out on Facebook and we're more disconnected than ever has kind of given this promise of the internet and digital, this really negative, understandably feeling, but um, it's not all lost, right? <laughs> it's still amazing technology that can actually um, bring us together. Um, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. I think, I think you can build real connections and rapport, um, you know, through online tools. I think it's just a different set of muscles and, you know, hopefully we can give people some information about how to develop those muscles. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, beginning, uh, ending in the beginning for me, the kind of first thing I wrote down was, um, you know, I think the podcast should above all sort of celebrate the craft of user research. I think, um, I've been really struck in my year of working at user interviews and talking to user researchers and people who do user research by just the kind of passion and love for the craft of user research, um, whether it be seasoned professionals or people who kind of do it ad hoc when they have time or as the job sort of calls for. Um, but I think that's everybody's kind of career dream is to do work that you love. And I think there's a real um, love of the craft. And so I think if we can kind of evangelize and celebrate user research as a, I feel like I'm saying craft over and over again, but that's the point. Um, I think that that'd be a win for the podcast as well. Awesome. I like that one. That's all I have. Do you have anything else? No, I'm out as well. I did have a question. Mm. Um, can I swear? <laughs> I'm not going to swear now because that would be cliche, but at some point I'm sure it's going to happen. It's, it's cliche, cliche to ask and then to do it immediately. Yeah. I'm going to save it, but at some point it's going to happen organically. It. Yeah, I think I like swearing. Um, I think it's one of those um, uh, subjective by feel things, right? I think um, probably swearing in a sort of, um, uh, what's the category of offensive we don't want to be? Right? We don't, sure. There's certain words we probably want to just avoid, um, hard line. Um, but, you know, a little, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know at some yeah, point. It'll yeah. Swear. Yeah. I think swearing's good. I think, um, you know, I, this might be one of those, uh, stats that is just not true, but I've heard it and repeated it so much at this point. It's true to me. Um, which is that people who swear more are more honest. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to have to Google that. Not sure if that's true or not, but, um, I like honesty. I think that's a good thing. All right, cool. We'll, uh, we'll see how that works itself in. Mm -hmm. Um, cool. So, uh, I guess a couple other quick orders of business. Um, what are we going to call this thing? <laughs> that's, that's probably a whole nother episode. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, we've talked about, you know, we do a little bit of the interview series online where we use the phrase other side of the table. Um, since we are putting the researcher is kind of the participant, so to speak. Um, I think that has legs. I wish it was shorter. So I don't know if there's a way to, to trim that down. 
Um, the only other one I've, I've come up with personally has been qual because I like the word qualitative and I think it's kind of sounds cool, but I don't know if that, uh, has any merit either. Yeah. I've told you, I always think of, uh, the Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Show me the Quan. It's all about the Quan, but with the Qual. Yeah. So I always picture you, that. You have uh, names bubbling? No, I mean, other side of the table is the one I sort of like. It already exists. It exists for a reason. It makes sense. I agree it's too long. Um, but I, I have a feeling that might be where we end up, but we'll see. Um, one of my crazy ideas was that the podcast could be like a call-in show, you know, live, crazy. Um, so we could uh, just, you know, um, get get ideas. Um, but that's sort of a chicken and egg problem, isn't it? I don't really have an audience yet to uh, to name this thing. So Yeah, that one's going to be tough. I think what's going to be funny too is that hopefully we'll get that figured out soon. And so when anybody listens to this episode, it will be back populated at the beginning. But hopefully that's, uh, you know, it's on the list to cross off. We'll, we'll figure something out. Awesome. Cool. So uh, we have a first uh, guest lined up. We do. Yep. So excited for that. It's going to be Jacqueline Perone from uh, ThoughtBot. She's the design director there. Yeah. I'm excited about that one. I'm uh I was going to call myself a, a fanboy of ThoughtBot, but I guess I can just say fan person. I probably don't need to gender it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I think ThoughtBot's a really cool company. I think they're very um, interesting with what they've done in the space um, in terms of, you know, being thought leaders on different topics, uh, giving back to the open source community with different development projects, um, you know, having a distributed team in different offices across the, the country. Um, I just, you know, I think what they do is really interesting. And I, and I saw Jacqueline speak recently at a conference and, and thought she gave an amazing talk. So excited that we're going to get to kind of dig into some stuff with her. Fantastic. All right. Well, um, anything else? <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> uh, I mean, hopefully, right, we'll have, uh, we'll have a lot of time to chat through uh, whatever's on our mind. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Episode one in the books. Go team. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to Awkward Silences, brought to you by User Interviews. Theme music by Fragile Gang. Editing and sound production by Carrie Boyd. <laughs>